Hello. I feel like it's key to note that we are starting on a higher vibration today. <laughs> well, that doesn't take much to get up from where we were. Certainly not. We've climbed out of the deep, dark hole for the most part. I mean. That we were in. We still have our moments. But... Yeah. Oh, this is Prosecco Theory. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. If you're still coming if you're, back. <laughs> if we haven't scared everyone away. Oh, Jesus. With our tears. Um, we sort of got to bang this out tonight. Ayo. <laughs> Propositioning me? Always. <laughs> because I am taking my 14-year-old to a concert tonight at a local all-ages venue called The Vera Project. Okay. For a band that, I mean, I don't that know. That you know nothing about. Right. This is That's so unusual. Entirely the kids doing. And I heard about it a couple of months ago when they were like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So off we go to see the Crane Wives. Huh. Whoever that is. I can't wait to hear the review. I know. I, I did check them out a little bit on Spotify and it definitely, it's very good. And it sounds kind of like something I would have been into in college. So okay. I'm down. Should be fun. Okay. Anyway, that means we sort of got to get to it. Okay. Yeah. Let's bang it out. Speaking of people who like to bang. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not you today. Oh. I told you a couple weeks ago that I wanted to do an episode about, quote, nice guys. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was like, I'm not sure what that means. Right. But, I mean, I know what a nice guy is, but yeah. I've since been informed. Well, last week when we were watching F-Boy Island, mm-hmm. we had a really, really good example of what I was talking about. Okay. So the premise of that show, if we haven't already told you. Um, Should we pause to give everyone a moment to judge us for watching F-Boy Island? <laughs> uh, they can judge while we talk. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Basically, I think we've talked a little bit about this, but there's three women there looking for love. And then 23, I think, men. That's what they start with. Yeah. yeah. And then half of them were self-proclaimed fuckboys and half were nice guys. Now, the way they're using the phrase nice guy is these are people who are genuinely looking for a relationship, not just there to try to trick people and win the money. Which is the ultimate goal of the F-boys who have no intention, really, of entering a relationship. They just want to win the $100,000. Exactly. Every week, each of the three women sends one of the men home. And then you get to find out on their way out if they were a fuck boy or a nice guy. Which is the best part of the episode for us because we pause it and everybody in the room weighs in. Yes, which is funny because often we've talked through the whole thing, so we don't really know what we're talking about. (laughs) But anyway, one of the people who got sent home had gone on the show as a nice guy. I know exactly who you're talking about now. Okay. Right. So he had gone on this show as a nice guy, meaning his intention wasn't to try to trick anybody and win the money. He, so he says, genuinely wanted to find love. Mm -hmm. But what happened is that this, quote, nice guy led into a fucking tirade. Mm-hmm. about how awful these women were and they didn't deserve him anyway and blah. I mean, I don't remember what he said. He did um, not handle the rejection well. No, he was unhinged. Mm-hmm. And it was as if because he considers himself a nice guy, mm-hmm. he was then entitled to their time and affection and all of that. Right. Which is the kind of nice guy I wanted to talk about originally. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I was talking about. The one who's very transactional. Right. With his niceness. So. Pretty quid pro quo. Yeah. And fuck that shit. <laughs> so let's talk about it. All right. 
Do you have any thoughts off the bat? Um, I guess I would say I think that nice guys in the way that you're talking about, or what do they even call it? Nice guy syndrome or something like that? There is a nice guy syndrome, yeah. Feels very manipulative. Yes. You know? And it's so disappointingly insincere. Right. Basically, you're just going to be nice as long as you're getting what you want or you feel like it's getting you somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. But the moment you don't get what you want or the thing that you feel like you're entitled to in exchange for your nice behavior Mm -hmm. doesn't come, then you flip the switch and you're a dick because the transaction isn't working out the way you thought anymore. Yeah. And so you're not getting what you feel you're entitled to by being nice. 100%. And that feels really manipulative to me. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. So I've been really thinking about this for a few years now, the difference between being nice and being kind. And I think that they're like, often people use those synonymously. Mm-hmm. I think they're entirely fucking different. And it seems like based on what I'm reading about this nice guy syndrome and the, kind of the everything around this, that that is true. Because like you said, being nice is about getting something in return for your niceness. You have expectations about what you're entitled to because you're being nice. Never mind that being nice to someone is just human fucking decency. Well, I think there might be some people that are truly just nice people and trying to be nice. But hang on. That's why I think there's a difference between niceness and kindness. So the definition of nice is pleasant, agreeable, or satisfactory. Okay. Like being agreeable, giving someone what you think they want, saying yes, you know, We have talked about doing an episode on Mm people-pleasing, so we won't go too far down that road because we are going to talk about that someday, but that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then being kind is having or showing a friendly, generous, and considerate nature. So the motivation for being nice is external. You want to show people that you're nice. Mm -hmm. The motivation for being kind is internal. It's a drive you have to just actually be a good person. Hmm. I wonder if people who don't know those verbatim definitions, when they say, I'm a nice guy, or she's a nice gal, or whatever, if they're conflating the two, and what they actually mean is kind. Often, I bet they do. But they're using the word nice. I mean, what are you going to do? Be like, actually. No, I'm not. What you mean is kind. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not at all. I'm just kidding. But I don't know that I've ever heard... And of course, I'm thinking about this in dating scenarios, but I don't think I've ever heard a man say or like seen on a man's profile, I'm a nice guy and had that hold up to if they had meant kind. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, I guess I would say that whenever I've seen it on someone's profile that says I'm a nice guy, my first thought is, why do you think you have to say that? show it, you know, I'll quickly determine that if that's the truth. Mm -hmm. But I always did think it was weird when people put it, I don't put it on my profile. I'm a nice girl. Right. No, of course you don't. (laughs) So of course, I found a few articles here. Just read a couple things, get the quotes out of the way and then talk about it. So Mm -hmm. there was a piece written by somebody who just went by Andrew W. And he put it on LinkedIn. He said, being nice is a form of manipulation, like you said. If you're forever agreeable with a potential date, your niceness is simply a manipulation to get the person across the table to like you. Niceness is typically used for personal gain. However, kindness comes from the human instinct to support. Being nice comes with an expectation of reciprocation. Kindness does not ask for reciprocity. Mm-hmm. Somebody put it this way. Um, niceness is about intention, where kindness is about impact. 
niceness is my intent is to do this thing for you. Mm-hmm. That's it's about me. I'm making it about me. Whereas kindness is about the impact for you. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's nothing transactional about someone being kind, even though they're doing it for you. Right. I guess you're saying like, even though they're doing something for you, maybe ultimately it's for them because of the return that they're expecting on niceness. Yes. On that behavior. Okay. Right. Whereas if you're kind, often that will come back to you in spades and that's wonderful, but But you're you're not not expecting it. Exactly. Okay. You're not doing it because you then expect someone to be like, yeah, I'll go out with you. Right. Right. There were some other things I wrote down here. Denise Prembit in Newsweek said, quote, nice guy is a term used to describe a man who believes acting nice or moral entitles him to sex, romance and affection. These types quickly become angry and insulting if they don't get what they think they deserve from women. Obviously, this is all very gendered. Mm -hmm. I am certain that there are women who could fall into the, quote, nice guy category as well. I'm sure this also plays out in not heterosexual relationships You know, but we're going to just go with speaking about it in these terms because that's what the research has talked about. Most nice guys have trouble expressing their true feelings directly. They look for ways to please a woman so they can gain their interest. They may have misogynistic beliefs and not truly respect women while at the same time they crave their affection. Hmm. That is interesting. So maybe I think as a nice guy that I'm better than you. I'm entitled to more than you. I, generally speaking, am of a higher status than you, Mm -hmm. yet I can't control this urge for some attention and affection from you. So I'm going to, even though it it could be beneath me. Right. I'm going to slum it down here. I'm still (laughs) going to be nice by giving you compliments and wooing you. There's a lot of love bombing. Uh Get your affection But if I go beneath myself and do all that, and then you don't give me anything in return, that's justification for me getting pissed. Because I shouldn't even have to do this, but I'm doing it just to get this thing Uh from you, a lower being than me. Exactly. That I want. Ew, it's so gross. It is gross. It's really, really fucking gross. The last quotes I wrote down real quick. Rachel Hosey wrote for The Independent, the idea is that if you meet someone's needs... Without them having to ask, they should meet yours. Ergo, if a man is nice to a woman, she should repay him by becoming his girlfriend. (laughs) Others typically do not realize that this contract exists and are often surprised when the nice guy lashes out at their failure to keep up their end of the bargain. Have you ever had this experience where a guy is generally being nice, but then he's kind of turned on you? When you haven't given him something that he wants. Absolutely. I have too. And it's always physical, you know, like if they want to go further physically yeah. and I'm like, eh, yeah, I just met you. This is the first day. I mean, that doesn't I mean, always Megan, happen, but. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like if I'm not quite comfortable with that mm-hmm. yet, I definitely had guys be pissed. It turns into whatever. You're not hot enough for me to sleep with anyway, or whatever, bitch. You're just a slut. Blah, 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 blah. Like. It it turns into these insults. Or like a lot of continued pressure. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm no longer being nice and respecting you, even though you've sort of put up a boundary or like you've said, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm comfortable with. I'm just going to keep pushing you and pressuring you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And when we talk about like the friend zone, Mm -hmm. that's the mentality that gets people to talk about like, I've been friend zoned. Because just because you're being nice to someone, and maybe they like you as a human, they might not be attracted to you or interested in you in that way. And so that means you're being friend zoned? Like, no. Well, 
Friend zone's a real thing, though, I think. Well, like, there's definitely people that like the attention that they get from people. Sure. And this goes both ways, you know. But they don't really intend to go any further with it. But they'll reach out to them when they want some attention or some stroking or whatever. Yeah, those validation seekers. Like, that's a different... I don't know. I think generally, like, here's a tweet, I think, from somebody, Solomon Giorgio, said, you think getting friend-zoned is bad? Imagine your creepy male friend thinking you owe them sex. Like, but I'm so nice to you. Why do you always go for the bad boys when I'm right here and I'm so nice to you? And you're just putting me in the friend zone. Like, well, no, just because you're nice doesn't mean I have to be attracted to you. Right. And you can wonder that, I guess, if you want, but there's no obligation. Exactly. And so maybe that person has this unrequited feelings, which unrequited love is bullshit. Like, do something about that for yourself. If you feel like you have feelings for somebody and they're not reciprocating, Move along with your life. (laughs) Don't make them the villain, Mm -hmm. you know? Sit there and simmer in it. Yeah. There's all kinds of nuances where it could be complicated. Mm -hmm. But if you cut through all of that, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, yeah, pursue something else. Right. Pursue someone else. It's not working for you, so move along. You are not entitled to anyone's affection. Right. Ever. Unless they're your twin flame. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, God. And then you get a restraining order against you. Right. Um, Yeah. So how do you think this plays out? How do they act? What are some signs? Well, it's hard to think beyond the situations that I've personally gone through. But I can tell you some that are in some of these articles that we've Mm -hmm. read. One of them says these are traits or characteristics of textbook nice guys. Capital N, capital G. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Okay. uh, Nice guys brag about their own kindness. Those are the ones that put on their profile, I'm a nice guy. Right. They take a lot of pride in it. They think that because they always act nice, they deserve to be loved by the entire world. Mm -hmm. The issue here is that they believe that showing basic human decency and manners makes them particularly nice. The problem with that being that the motivation to be nice and do these grand gestures is that ultimately the motive in the long run is seducing the other person. Exactly. Okay. Nice guys view dating as a meritocracy. Mm -hmm. It says nice guys often take personal offense when someone doesn't reciprocate their feelings. They think they deserve a satisfying relationship with the person they like because they ticked all the boxes. After all, they're so nice. I mean, how many people have you had something not work out with, even though you're amazing? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I check a lot of boxes for people, but that doesn't mean they have to actually be attracted to me. The other thing that we've talked about a lot in the past, not so much recently, but I know on like prior episodes, we've talked about how you can't personalize that because you don't know what's going on in the other person's life. Totally. If you don't know them very well, like you've only gone on one date or you've only talked a little bit on Mm -hmm. an app or something, and then they cut you loose or stop paying attention to you. It could be that they're flaky. It could be that they're ghosty. Or it could be that like some major shit is happening in their life. Or it really could be they're not interested in you. And that's fine. Yes, that could be the case. It also could be something else. You're not owed an explanation for why somebody is not. If they don't really know you, then they don't owe you anything. Even if they do know you. They don't really owe you anything. Right. Like, I think that they owe you basic human decency. And I think we all owe each other kindness. I don't think most of us get that from most people. 
Yeah. Well, and apps in particular are set up in a way that it's easy to shirk that, you know? Totally. Just quickly unmatch or stop talking or whatever. All of this to me screams insecurity. Like these are people who are so deeply insecure that they take any rejection, whether it's overt or not, deeply personally. Mm -hmm. Like they're not able to look at maybe that person has a better connection with someone else. Maybe their dog just broke his leg maybe there or i don't know whatever i was gonna say something about people dying and i just didn't want to go there again um anyway they make it about themselves okay because how often do these self-professed nice guys complain about women only like bad boys oh that's on the list here oh yeah they complain about the difference between what women claim to want in a man and what men they actually go for right Chemistry is a real thing. You're not going to be attracted to everyone and not everyone's going to be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the women liking bad boys category, this article says that they don't understand why acting nice doesn't entitle them to relationships with beautiful women. Mm -hmm. Instead, they play the role of victim complaining about hypocrisy in what women say they want and the men they actually go for. Exactly. And then they talk about complaining about being friend zoned, even though the person was probably never interested in the first place. Right. It's one thing if to use that example. So there's a a man and a woman who are friends and he's really into her and she pretends to be into him or says she is and then keeps him at an arm's length. Like that's different. And that does happen. In all directions, that does happen. But that's different than the man just deciding that because he's being, quote, nice, he should get that and he's entitled to that and deserving of that. And then if she doesn't reciprocate, oh, I've been friend zoned. Well, no. So how do you go from, because I do think they're two different. I mean, one is much more extreme than the other. How do you go from being a nice guy to being like an insult? I was just going to say, I think that there's a Venn diagram with a big overlap there. Okay. A big one. Yeah. Because you can see it's like a gateway behavior Uh to be that spurned nice guy. Right. I think that's an easy path to Incelville. Inject some bitterness and... A couple online forums. Yeah. And you're there. The recipe is like entitlement, bitterness, feeling unsatisfied, giving them a forum. Being insecure. And then the cake that you bake is called super fucking scary. (laughs) Truly. Because these people are not just disgruntled, they're angry. Right. And they oftentimes want to hurt somebody. Yep. And that someone is usually women because they feel like they've been unfairly slighted. Mistreated. And mistreated by women. Yeah. Yeah. Unseen. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's terrifying. What was the article my mom just sent us that I couldn't read because it was behind a paywall? Oh. That just made me think of this. Because your response was, wow, that's very honest and very bleak. It's a New York Times article. Why aren't more people getting married? Ask women what dating is like. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So my feedback was very interesting and bleak, but it's really honest. Yeah. And, you know, it's talking about in the article, it's just one small piece, but it was pretty long, but it was good. Talking about how statistically and based on research, children have a more secure safe upbringing when they are in a two-parent household. Mm -hmm. People should, and it was kind of focused on women, make that kind of a goal. We fucking tried, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what a lot of women in the article said. Mm-hmm. To create that two-person, two-parent household yeah. in the interest of bringing up their children. You know, they were talking about how women are becoming more disenchanted with the idea of marriage. They talked about all their dating experience and how unfulfilling it's been. And so if they're not even having a positive experience dating, like why would they force themselves to get married? You know, because then that, yep. that certainly doesn't create a positive. No. So I, I think the whole like two parent household thing is sort of like in a vacuum, right? Well, sure, if the two parents love each other, right. and the relationship works well, and most of the and, time, and everybody contributes. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's super positive, then of course, that's going to be a sure. better environment. Yeah. But getting married to somebody just for the purpose of creating And I'm oversimplifying what the article said, but this is one of my big takeaways. Solely for the purpose of creating a two-parent household is dumb because you're going to create a whole other host of problems. Some of the women they were talking to were like, I I mean, sure, that's why people date, right? I mean, they are looking for a partner, but it ain't going so well. So (laughs) our options are few. Right. Yeah. And I think that I mean, this is a whole other topic that we've talked about on and off for years, but I think women are figuring out that it's okay to have higher standards and are recognizing a lot of the ways in which the nice guy behavior and whatever, like we're not taking the bare minimum anymore, you know? Well, I guess. I mean, and I always just feel like it's a want, not a need. Yeah. Speaking for myself personally, I feel like I have a pretty fucking great life, even though I'm single right now. And while I enjoy dating, I enjoy intimacy. It's not required for me to be happy and fulfilled. Right. And so if I don't have it every day, it's okay, because I have a lot of other great things. Right. So me not being married doesn't mean automatically that I'm unhappy. I'm actually pretty fucking happy. Yeah. Way happier than I was when I was married. Yeah. <laughs> so You know what that made me think of just now? And it's sort of, it relates to this nice guy thing, because very often, quote, nice guys think of it as a competition for a woman a woman's affection. And if he's not getting it, then some other man is winning that. And I saw a woman recently say, you're not competing with other men for my time. You're competing with me. Right. For my time. Like, I enjoy my time. I enjoy my life. I enjoy my own company. Where do I want to take some of my time away from to give it to you? Right. You're competing with the peace I have in my own life. Mm -hmm. And if you can't bring something positive and fulfilling to that, then I don't want it. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this article that I've been reading from is called Nice Guys, A Background, Common Traits, and the Psychology. And it's from mindandpractice.com. They start talking about a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And it says this book discusses the concept of men who regularly victimize themselves and blame their circumstances on other people and dumb luck. I hate those people. (laughs) The psychology that makes a nice guy. Okay, it says nice guys usually had a tough upbringing. They often spent their childhood revolting against or catering to one of their parents in an unhealthy way. Like I said earlier, there is a lot of overlap with people pleasing. For example, they may have felt abandoned as a kid. Maybe they felt they had to act a certain way to care for younger siblings and keep their families intact. Mm -hmm. Many nice guys also grow up with an abusive father or a father who wasn't around. As a result, these men often grow up demonizing their father and wanting to do the exact opposite. Examples might include, if the boy's father left his mother, he may smother his partner with love and neediness. Had his father regularly yelled at the family, he might grow up resenting conflict. 
If his mother complained about the things his father did, he might grow up avoiding these things. Nice guy behavior starts in childhood as a misguided coping strategy. It is important to realize where these tendencies come from before we can understand better ways to cope. So then they start talking about approval seeking behavior and mm-hmm. how and how they're approval seekers and they are concerned with looking good and doing things right because they crave external validation. Yes. Okay. So it's just about everything a nice guy does aims to gain approval or avoid disapproval. They believe that if they're good, they will be loved, get their needs met and have a problem free life. Yeah, it's all very problematic. So then it's talking about seeking women's approval. It says, for most nice guys, a woman's approval is the ultimate validation of his worth. However, approval seeking brings many negative consequences. Seeking others approval gives them the power to set the tone of relationships. It gives them the power to determine your worth, and it may result in a negative attitude towards women. When this strategy fails, they tend to lean in further to the nice guy shtick. Of course, this only results in more frustration and resentment. Hop, skip, and a jump from incel. God. Ugh. Do you remember people like this growing up where they were only nice or on their best behavior when they wanted something? A hundred percent. I'm asking this because I remember a few particular people, guys, in high school that I avoided and a lot of people avoided because they were really mean and they were like popular Mm -hmm. athletic kids. But to parents and teachers, they would kind of turn on the charm Uh and be really nice and helpful because they wanted things, you know, they wanted special treatment, they wanted whatever. So a lot of these adults thought that these guys were these really nice stand up guys. Mm -hmm. And really, like behind the scenes, they were actually assholes to a lot of people. I noticed in coaching youth sports, I have seen kids that will act a certain way towards me, the authority, work really hard, be super positive, do anything I ask of them. But then I consistently catch them being assholes to their teammates Mm -hmm. when they think that I'm not looking or I'm not paying attention. And I'm like, okay, it's good to know that Mm -hmm. that kid is one of those kids that frustrates their teammates or their friends or whatever, because they've got, in this case, we're not talking about like a male female thing, but they've got adults believing Mm -hmm. and like coaches, and like you said, people in positions of authority, believing that they are a certain way. But when it's not transactional, when they're not acting that way to get something that they want. Yeah, I don't need anything from you. Right. They're really just like mean. Mm -hmm. That's really tricky. Because yeah, If you are a teacher or a coach or a parent who doesn't recognize that, Mm -hmm. then your kid may be the subject of abusive treatment from this kid that everyone else thinks is great. Yeah, I think there's some overlap with narcissism in here as well, Mm -hmm. in terms of being able to... The entitlement piece, for sure. And turning on the charm when they need to and want to. And Right. Yeah, it's pretty gross. That also made me think of, there was a gal, I saw a little video, she said, I would rather be dealing with a person who I know is an asshole, because I can see it. The devil that you know? I would rather deal with that than someone who claims to be and is pretending to be this, quote, nice person, Mm -hmm. but is really just a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know? 
And how often do you see that with all this true crime shit that we watch? Totally. Especially if it's one spouse hurting another spouse. And all the friends and family are like, what the fuck? Like, we never saw anything like this. We had no idea. But there's always that like one or two friends that have gotten the other story from the person who was Mm -hmm. harmed or murdered. That's like, well, actually. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So how do you avoid people like this and if you know someone like this like is there anything they can do to turn themselves around well caitlin gillis wrote for choosingtherapy.com she said if you recognize that you engage in nice guy syndrome and you're looking to improve this part of yourself this is a good sign many people with ngs do not (laughs) recognize that they have it luckily there are some tips available you can take steps to recover or stop being the nice guy So she has tips for breaking the pattern. Be open to learning. Developing self-awareness is the first step. So accept the behavior by acknowledging it. You cannot work to change or improve behaviors that you are still in denial about. Uh, Recognize and challenge underlying beliefs. So looking at the beliefs that motivate your behavior, such as believing that you are deserving of specific treatment or special attention will help you challenge them. Cultivating self-worth. Often guys with NGS engage in this behavior because it is the only way they know how to get their needs met. Basically like they need that external validation, right? Because they're insecure. So working on that insecurity. Yeah. Prioritizing your own needs and wants. She says, it seems silly that prioritizing yourself will help you recover from this, but learning that there are other ways to get your needs and wants met is a big part of the recovery process. So finding other ways to fulfill those things rather than relying on a person, the object of your affection or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be open to feedback from others because often nice guys don't realize how they come across and work on your boundaries. Says working on recognizing, improving, and setting healthy boundaries with yourself and others will help to avoid the people pleasing behaviors, especially if you struggle with saying no and then become resentful after when your efforts are not reciprocated. Okay. Yeah. And for us, it says how to know if you're dating a nice guy. Sometimes it can be difficult to know if you're dating a nice guy or a guy who acts nice in an attempt to manipulate you into a situation. Guys who are engaging in nice guy syndrome often engage in behaviors such as lying or expecting something in return for their nice behaviors. You will notice that they act in passive aggressive or angry ways when they do not get what they want and their white lies start to add up. Or, you know, first hint is if on their dating profile, they say, I'm a nice guy. They really tell on themselves. (laughs) I mean, this is like disheartening, (laughs) you know, now people can't even be nice. I'm just kidding. They can be kind, though. Oh, God. (laughs) I think that's an important distinction, though. I mean, I... Well, if you know the definitions, yes, it is. Right. And I I can absolutely recognize that a lot of people mean kind when they say nice. And a lot of people who are acting that way don't expect something in return. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely true in the world for a lot of people. But there is this very particular type of person, you know? Yeah. Well, it seems like they come by it honestly and they can change it. You just don't want to be the person that is on the receiving end. No. And we all fucking have been. So, well, I have a show to get to. Yeah, we should call it. Okay. I'll do the thing. I'll do it. You're going to do the thing? Okay. You can reach out to us at cheers at prosecotheory.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can look at us on (laughs) prosecotheory.com. We're on Instagram at Prosecco Theory and rate, review, subscribe on all the things and check out the new merch at Tee Public. We do have some new merch on Tee Public and also we are on Patreon. That's right. If you, 
you know, we're feeling extra giving as we move into this holiday season. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Cheers, Megan. All right, have fun on the show. Can't wait oh, to hear about it. Hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers.